Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Hello! Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. Who's that voice in your ears? It's Fergus Craig's. Um, apologies for being here again. Um, some regular listeners who feel that the Newcastle Natter should be presented by someone with an actual Geordie accent may be disappointed that I've returned. Um, I was working with David Hasselhoff this morning. Sure, sure, sure. I was. Yeah, no, I was. We all were in our yeah. own way. <laughs> we're in our way. But uh, finished early. I got up at five. <laughs> Slow hand clap from Dave Watson there, who's also tired. Very tired. And uh, why are you tired, Dave? Because I drove home from the northeast yesterday and it took me ten hours instead of the five and a half it should. Right, there you go. And um, there's nothing more irritating than hearing other people tell you how tired they are. <laughs> Paul Doolan, can you buck that trend? I am as alert as I've ever been. Of course you've That's been good. here two well hours. Done. I'm like a primed puma. Well done. You arrived two hours early for yes. the podcast, didn't you? <laughs> I had the wrong start time in my phone, so I got here two hours early. The receptionist <laughs> looked at me like I was insane, and I just walked out. Did you not then just out. say that? Oh no, no, I'm I'm, I'm videoing with uh, David Hasselhoff. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I should have used the Hoff Escape, but didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, um, welcome, guys. <laughs> welcome to the pod. Uh, let's talk about the game. Uh, and when I say the game, I mean the one between Newcastle United and Arsenal Football Club, which occurred uh, last Saturday. Um, Paul? Yeah. I... Okay, Dave? <laughs> also, I... yes. Go on. It was kind of like every game this season, apart from the Swansea one, not a good result, but a lot of positives to take from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I don't know if we'll talk about the red card separately. Or... I don't think we'll talk about the red card at all, will we? It's probably it's not really a talking point. No. <laughs> but no, I... I think it was a fair red card... Yeah, and I think from 16 minutes in, down to 10 men against Arsenal, previous seasons that would have been four, five nil, easily. So let's um, let's let's just seeing as it's been brought up, um, let's talk about the game in a minute. Now let's just talk about the red card. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, because uh, you've got an opinion, Dave. Yeah. Have you got a conflicting opinion uh, by any chance? Yes. Okay. I. I agree that it was a foul. 
I agree that it was over. Oh, it was a foul, was it? No, no, no. <laughs> All right, you'll go that far, will you? But if you, I agree that slavery, <laughs> I agree that slavery had its bad points. <laughs> but look what it did for the film industry. No, I think that the uh, it was a foul. But then you look at the consistency of the the referee, and I don't think that was apparent because if you look at Musa Sissoko's foul that preceded it by like two, three, maybe five minutes, I don't remember. Um, it I was over it the ball was about twelve minutes. Go ahead. It was over the ball and it looked like a stamp and it looked like it looked quite painful and all the rest of it. Um, when he did that, he got a yellow card and yeah, fine. When Mitrovic does exactly the same foul, in my eyes, exactly the same foul, he gets a straight red. Now, I think that's... I mean, and also you look at the number of fouls there were in the game, which was 13 for us. 15. 15 for us. And of those... I sound knowledgeable there, but I'm reading that from Dave's notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's 15 fouls, and of those, six six of our fouls were yellow cards, and one of them's a straight... And we had a straight red card. No way. There was one, Mbembers, which was a shoulder charge... And that followed Callum Chambers doing a, a shoulder charge. I thought that was a good challenge. It's, but it's none a, of that makes Mitrovic's yeah. can red I, card can I, not a yellow. I'm going I'm to. Oh, come no, in I don't now. say it's not a yellow. I say it's not a straight red. Especially when he's not a red if, red. if he'd sent off Sissoko for he's, that. We've managed to negotiate him up from a well, foul. It, it was a foul, <laughs> but if to it, a yellow. If Sissoko gets sent off, and Mitrovic does exactly the same tackle and gets sent off. Fine, but if if Sissoko fouls him thus and then gets a yellow card for it, Mitrovic repeating that tackle should get a yellow card. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come okay. in here because I feel like I have to. Okay, um, if I could uh, encapsulate uh, the last two or three minutes, mm-hmm. I would describe it as partisan bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. fine. The question. First of all, I think that there is a slight difference between Sosoko's challenge and Mitrovic's, but I would say that the argument should be if if uh, Mitrovic's challenge is a red card. If you're saying if Mitrovic's challenge is a red card, then so should Sosoko's have been. Mm-hmm. Then what we should be saying, if we're looking for a good refereeing, is that Sosoko should have been sent off as well. Because there is no doubt in my mind that Mitrovic's challenge was... I'm not saying it's the worst red card ever. I'm saying, as I said on Twitter, I think, if it's not a red, it's a yellow and three quarters. Yeah, that's... Like the idea that that's some, there's some mistake being made by that, by that refereeing decision is so far... Off. No, no, because if, if you're saying that that... Cause, so my argument is based on the the idea that I, I look at Sissoko's as being the same as Mitrovic's. You're saying you can see the difference between Sissoko's and Mitrovic's. I think that Mitrovic, there was a little yeah? bit more yeah. intent. With right, it was on the shin rather than He was on the, the shin foot. rather than... Uh, Sissoko basically... Stamped trod, on the foot. Yeah, trod slash stamped on his foot. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've all had someone stamp on a foot. It's really painful. Yeah. But, like... Once you're on the ankle shin, that's a serious injury-causing move. Okay. Some people on Twitter were describing it as a leg breaker, which it wasn't. <laughs> right. It wasn't as bad as all that. But I think, like in the letter of the law, studs on the shin—that's a red card. Because I, I look at it as as late and clumsy. You look at it as Newcastle uh, no, no, United. Yeah. Yeah. I well, uh, yeah. But I also look at it as it's late and clumsy, and um, I think. Th- the thing that the two, there are two things that got mid well three things that got Mitrovic sent off. One was there was a foul, right? We agree on that. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me finish. And then uh, the other thing was Coquelin's reaction because he was he screamed he screamed like he'd been gutted. And then the third thing is Mitrovic's already got a reputation. Okay, right. So which I, is I, his I, fault? Okay. No, is, they are right. Yeah. But I'm just, you. You asked me about the red, and okay. no, I don't think it was a red. I think it was a uh, it was a yellow, uh, especially given the context of, in my opinion, uh, a carbon copy of the uh, the foul okay. that preceded it, getting a yellow. I'll go. go I'll, I'll go through the three okay. reasons. Sure, it was a foul. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to think it was a foul that deserved a red. Two. Cockerland did scream. If someone did that to my ankle slash shin, 
I would fucking yes, but you're cry a for boy a actress. Right. No, I, I would, would say scream. a general point, although it doesn't change how I view whether it was a red or not, because I think yeah. it was a clear red, but the Arsenal reactions to a lot of the challenges yeah. and what earned them a few of the yellow cards, which I don't think were... They were very over the top. Yeah. And there was a lot of play okay. acting and rolling around. It was interesting on match of the day, you say the challenges were over the top, the reactions were over the top, and maybe you're right. But on match of the day, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Martin, Martin Keown, Keown, which is c- kind of funny. The impartial his, observer. Considering his, his history, but he was having a go at Arsenal for not getting around the ref. But that's yeah. now a well, bookable so offence, isn't it? I think. That's true, actually. Yeah. Ian, Ian Wright said that the, the abuse that the referee was getting, he's never seen anything like it. This is the same Ian Wright that was fined for trashing the referee's room. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's hypocrisy from ex-Arsenal players and ex-Arsenal, well, and Arsenal fans saying that it's completely out of order that they, that Arsenal get kicked around as much as they do. They get kicked around because they can't handle it. It's it's a everybody approaches Arsenal in the same way. Be more physical, be more tough. And there were mm. tactical fouls. There, were, there was okay. definitely tactical fouls. What what screwed us over was definitely an early red. And you just said that you thought it was like, if not a red, a yellow in three quarters. I agree. It would be. Uh, it's like a hundred percent a yellow. And I think. Three quarters. That, and I just think that it was uh, when the, in my eyes the same tackle had got a yellow. It should have got a yellow. That's that's where I'm coming from. I would and say I, shoe. I sorry, just shoe on the other foot. If that was Diego Costa on yeah. Jack Colback, what would you be calling for? Uh, You'd be calling for a red card. Well, hang on, because sure you would. If if there was a stamp like that by Diego Costa, he doesn't have a reputation for being like with the refs. He doesn't have a reputation for being like dirty and malicious. He just has a rep. No, he has a reputation for being physical and and he doesn't he doesn't mind it up and that kind of player. So I, I, if you'd said um, I don't know if it was Lee Catamol on Cabela when he was still with us, would I be asking for a red? Yeah, probably because I would expect Catamol to get sent off. So we're dealing with. But now we're on it to it on reputation, okay. and that was your third point. Yeah, and I would say he has a reputation hmm. because whether one or two of them are because of reputation doesn't change the fact that he's twenty and he's had six red cards, and he's absolutely all yeah. he's all he's done for right, and which leads me on to my next point. Yeah, so far, I mean, it's not time to judge him as a Newcastle United no. player like the entirety of his career with us. <laughs> but it's not been a good start, has it? Considering how excited we were. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking liability. <laughs> he is. And like he... today, and we'll get onto the transfer window, obviously, mm. but today I was very relieved that Cissé was not sold mm. because, because despite what Charlie Hunter thinks, I would rather Cissé have a was... ghost on <laughs> than no one. Because there's no way what the same Mitrovic is going to play. Ev- is not going to. It's no way that Mitrovic is not going to be suspended again this season. No, I agree with yeah. that. But that's the same Cisse that got sent off. That's true. Well, yeah. that, well, well maybe they can has, they can tag team. Been, they yeah. can tag team suspensions. But what I would say is interesting that um, McLaren's come out and said roughly the same as me but I think his is more uh, tactical he's saying that he's, it's a late and clumsy it's not malicious he's not a dirty player he's just this reputation's come from nowhere and I think he's doing that to steer the conversation into doubt because if he'd come out and said that's a shocking tackle we're having words with him and we're trying to pull him around and blah 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 publicly if he says that yeah. publicly then it is going to be it enhances, in the, it the, enhances reputation. the reputation. So I think he, he's done that tactically. That's he might, fair enough. He might yeah. in the yeah. in the. I mean, God, he, he's going to miss um, the West Ham game. West but, Ham, Watford, and then he's back for Chelsea, which you already see him getting sent off. For. I'd yeah. like to see Mitrovic if he's not playing in the game. I'd like to see him walking around West Ham, Did you just see looking the... for a fight, <laughs> just walking around the neighbourhood. He's um. I, I still think you'll be. I think you'll be a good yeah. player. He just he needs to come down. But that, like my point was, he's got like three weeks where they can say to him, "Look, this is how you can be <laughs> you think, aggressive yeah. without being after six red cards." <laughs> do you think no one's ever taken him aside? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think anybody's taken him aside uh, in the Premier League because he can get it away with some stuff in the Premier League that you can't in other leagues. I think I a think lot of pundits have written him off already. Yeah, and said yeah. He's, he's like Balotelli and he won't listen to anything that already says. Listen, yeah. I think the new rule for Mitrovic for a little while, and it is a massive shame, but he's brought it upon himself, he should not be allowed to challenge 
unless it's in the opponent's box. He can challenge for the ball if it brings him a goal, but I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him tackling in the middle of the pitch, yeah. which is. I've got no uh, interest yeah. in it. Well, just learn the right type of aggression. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not. Let's let's. He's only you know. twenty. He's only twenty okay. years old. Yeah. Like the, Ol- right Oliver should... Kemen, who's who we've sold to Leon in the window. Oliver Kemen's nineteen and hasn't played a single game for us, and he's still learning his learning his craft. If he came on and made a, like in his first three games with two yellow cards and a red, people would, would, wouldn't would be writing him off because he's 19. But because Mitrovic has been playing for so long... It's in the price weeks, tag as well. And it's the price tag. But I mean, look at James have a Perch. Reputation. James Perch... First five games. First five games, he was picking up yellow cards and was a liability. And then he... Continued to be a liability. A liability. <laughs> didn't cost 13 million quid. Yeah, so it's the it's the price tag. Yeah. He's still just a kid. He'll be all right. Okay. Oh, well, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I don't dislike him on the basis of it, but thus far, when you when you balance it against the excitement about his signing, hmm. I, I think that there's a and I might include you in this posse, Dave. And I think there's a little bit of a overprotectiveness of him from Newcastle fans because they want him to do well. Yeah, but, but you we're, we're the, like, um, sorry, we're, you... we're um, some of us. Dave <laughs> are um, over keen can't tell to, who you're talking yeah, about over keen to uh, defend the indefensible I, God, it's not indefensible I just defended it look at um, look at his performance against Man U right that was controlled aggression yeah he was really good in that game he, he clipped one off the corner of the bar it was that's that's how he can play I just think it, it it's it's really frustrating. It must be really frustrating for him because he's without the ball for so long in these first four games because we've come up against teams who just hoard possession. He's so isolated that when he does get a sniff of a, of the ball, he has to, oh, I want to do something, I want to grab it. And he just, he gets carried away. So, yes, he needs to calm down a lot and he needs to take these stupid little yellow cards out, out of his game. Hopefully him being in the stands and seeing the amount of space and chances he could have got against Watford and West Ham yeah. will get through to him. It's I'm so, a feeling it won't. Well, it's so frustrating. I think it'll just boil it up. It'll just be just the whole <laughs> time. Just like, and, and you'll come back for Chelsea and Man City. <laughs> I think that's... Right, OK. Yeah. yeah, I think I could see him, like, within... Before he even gets on the pitch in his return, just headbutting a steward. <laughs> just two foot. <laughs> well, he has headbutted. Was it a fan or an opposition player? It was an opposition player. And it was like, have you seen it? No, have you seen it? Have you seen it? It's one of those where the, the, the two players put their heads together and, and one of them falls down like he's been shot. Like, not, Would you describe like Pardew on Milo as a headbutt? So, right, so that's a perfect example. Mitrovic is, is less than that. Uh, that was a head, head nudge. He, he, yeah, he thrust his head towards him. So, um, going on to the game itself, yeah. Um, there was a um, a oh god, right? Sorry, I'm just trying to piece a sentence together. Um, <laughs> uh, in previous podcasts, I have moaned about our lack of possession in recent games. We were playing Arsenal. Um, and we, we were, were down and we were to 10 men down to 10 men but 26% possession yeah uh, and before Mitrovic I thought we were better once Mitrovic was sent off actually we were that's deeper. not a gig at him no uh, I, I think I think that's because once Mitrovic went off it was obvious we were just going to sit and defend and it's easy to look because like, before that we were obviously still trying to look for openings and trying to compete with Arsenal but as soon as Mitrovic went off we just it was a training game. It was attack versus defence. And that's why they've got 76, 74% possession. That's why they had 22 shots to our one, like nine corners to our zero. Like, it's just because against, against Arsenal, when you've got 10 men. Yeah. Just, Especially when we had Tovan up front. Yeah. And the ball's not going to stick. When you're that deep, it's just long balls up to yeah, space. Yeah. But at least that's not plan A as it was last season. Mm hmm. So yeah, all in all, it's it's a funny old situation because um, I think non Newcastle fans who've not been following us closely 
those I've spoken to uh, are saying, well, you guys have had a shit start to the season, haven't you? But the mood amongst Newcastle fans is very positive. Why, mm. Dave? Because we're... In all the games we've played, I think the, the you can see the, the green shoots of what McLaren's trying to do. Yeah. And the, yeah. we've, we've had... Like the hardest start in the Premier League in terms of the the position the the like the the standard of opposition we I think face. this is where you need to explain the chart. <laughs> oh, is it time to move on to the chart? Okay, yeah. Is it too soon? Uh, well, let's go on to the chart. Um, Dave sent uh, me and Paul an email today. Um, it looks uh, he sent us a chart which looks as if it was made by Rain Man. Um, <laughs> We'll post it on Twitter. I mean, I took one glimpse at it and went, you know, life's too short for this shit. Uh, <laughs> it took me Paul, ten minutes to figure ten out minutes what, you worked it out. what was going on. Okay, it's like... I don't know if you've seen the film A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's just a lot of numbers and names of teams. Um, ex- I mean, explain to us, Dave, what does this chart tell us? Oh... Dead simply. In layman's terms. In layman's terms. Dead simply, all it shows is in the first four rounds of the Premier League, so the first, first four games of the Premier League... Yeah, what if is you the... could refer to it as games okay, as opposed but... to rounds, please. Thank you. The first four games of the Premier League... Yeah. Um, what uh, the, the opposition of each team, like what, what was their previous league position? So say, for example, us. We faced the 7th, 8th, fourth and third from the previous season season, whereas for example Sunderland faced the 14th 20th 8th and 17th from last season and all I've done is shown that uh, the average league position of the of the the teams we faced ours is 5.5 so they were you know very high up the league whereas someone like Southampton and Sunderland were their average, the teams that are facing the average league position is down like so, 14th, 15th or something like that. So, so this chart tells us that we've officially had the hardest run in. Yeah. And I've also okay. put on there the, the difference between like uh, last year's finish and the teams that we're facing. So you've got like um, us, we are like nine points behind, nine, nine places behind, sorry, the, the team, like the position that we've been facing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, the hardest run in... So because we're at the top, does that mean we've had the hardest run in? Yeah, the I, smallest number means... It's so the, the average versus 14-15 isn't the hardest run in. I didn't get this then. Oh, OK. Well, well, we'll post it on Twitter and see if you can work out what the fuck this chart <laughs> means. I mean, I think I understand what Dave just said to me, but what I'm looking at, I mean, gosh... I did a similar... Because I arrived for the podcast two hours early, I decided to do a little bit of similar statistical stuff and looking at how we did in the same four games for the last three seasons. So you, considering we had... You guys. We've had two... And you growing up fast. <laughs> we thought you weren't here, man. <laughs> yeah. Out-mathing each other. So... Man U away, Arsenal home, Swansea away, Southampton home. Two points this season. How many points do you think we got from the same four games last season? One. Same question to Fergus. I'm going to say one. It was one. I think... So we're twice as good this season. (laughs) I get the feeling like in the way you're framing this that, you know, it's gone. Well, no, because the season before, when we finished 10th, we only got four points in those four games. Season before that, we only got three. Oh, right. So this is our... Another way of putting it would be in the last four seasons, this is our third worst... No, our, uh, our only our third best. Or no, But to pick any four games yeah. that you generally get under four points for, you can't panic about getting under four yeah. points okay. for the yeah. same so we're, right. Okay. And also, so like, like the, was, uh, basically, the two uh, autistics either side of me <laughs> have just proved... Clannis never crashed. <laughs> did you, just did, proved, they've just proved that our officially beyond doubt that uh, what we all knew already and that's that we had quite a difficult start to the season yeah, yeah but like the I, agree, hardest, I agree I'm just the hardest start in the Premier League you know yeah yeah, yeah I agree and um, um, yeah we've and 
Oh, and also, we haven't been capitulating like we might have done last yeah. season, right, Paul? Our goal difference for the... I didn't check the goal difference. Oh, must be better than it has been for the... Uh, oh, Dave's, Dave's got a chart. Oh, Christ, right. This is not... This is like listening to <laughs> fucking Moneybox on Radio 4. Right, I don't know what you... Now it's just more Dave, numbers. you might have to take over. Yeah. This. No, no, Dave, don't take over. Let's talk about things Someone other else. than yeah. fucking my numbers. <laughs> right. No, 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 that was good. That was good. No, it's fine. Um, um, I was trying to think of something else um, about the game. And I think the, the thing that we can take away from the first four games that we've had, apart from the, the Swansea game, uh, was our defence looks like it's... Um, Balance and it looks like it, it knows what each other's job is. Yeah. Um, so you look at the Haidara and uh, Yanmat again. Apart from the Swansea game where Yanmat got sent off and then missed one, it looks like they they know the the when to get forward, when to come back. Like Haidara um, in the first half when like before we went down to ten men was getting forward quite a lot, and then now he in the second half certainly he was defending really well and I actually criticised him on Twitter and said Haidara's like both our fullbacks are having a stinker I think they, I thought they were having a stinker because they were getting forward and being caught out of position in the first mm. half and in the second half obviously we're told by either the coaching team or McLaren himself just stay back you know run your channels make sure there's no uh, spaces being left it's just so much better than when like you said just now Fergus that those previous games we would have been battered under Pardew absolutely battered it makes you really optimistic for a time when we take the lead in a game as well yeah because you feel now the one thing Pardew was never able to do was defend a lead Mm. you get the feeling now if the back four are told stay back and just keep well drilled we can hold out against very good teams speaking of Pardew Won nine of his last ten away games. Yeah. One more games <laughs> against Mourinho than any other manager. Yeah, Pardew does Dave. have Mourinho's number. And that's weird, because Pardew's not tactically... You He's know, a very astute. good counter-attacking yeah. manager. Won nine of his last ten away games. And any He's persuasion people. that we should have him back, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. He'll get found out. He absolutely will get found out. And I can say it every week. Uh, like I, I noticed you didn't bring up when, when Palace didn't do so well in their other two games. It's only against um, Chelsea and... Um, well, that's, well, that's like... Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. That's like saying, like, when uh, Chelsea won the league last season, like... Well, I noticed no one was talking about the two games that they lost or whatever. I mean, that was a bad comparison, so I'll shut up. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think Pardew's doing well. I, I'm still glad he's not our manager because he's not a good fit for the players we've got or the way they're better suited to play. Palace is the perfect club for him. He's got the perfect players for him at the moment. I kind of agree with Dave. There's a, I think there's a chance he'll get found out, but I think it... I think it would be like Pulis at Stoke. I don't think Pardew's capable of pushing them onto the next level. I think uh, I, th- I think both you guys are probably right. I like winding Dave up about this. <laughs> I do think he's probably our next England manager. Yeah, I agree. I hope so. Okay. Is that, so he will is be country that, can see how terrible he is. because you hate the English? <laughs> What's your problem with the English, Dave? Um, so, um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, we could go into the ins and outs of the game, but, like, I mean, we've... I think just a quick moment to talk about Paul. how good Mbemba was. He was Again, good, wasn't he? He was amazing. And also, not only did he turn up in a tux, but someone else did. Was it Tova? Tova. Tova. Yeah. So now that's a thing. But whereas Mbemba looks kind of cute, because you sort of feel like he's not really got what the thing's about and turned up in a tux, Tovan looked like he was in some sort of Disney film about a child spy. <laughs> it just sort of didn't quite work. It just looked too weird. Uh, oh, I like the idea that it might be like the whole team gradually. Well, I mean, they're talking about soon getting official club suits for them to wear for home games. Well, it'd be nice if it's a tux. just too tight to do it. Yeah. It'd be nice if the official club suit is a tux. <laughs> I think some sort of Dumb and Dumber style. Like yeah. Multicoloured yeah. suits is the next. I mean, we haven't talked about Northampton at all. Oh, that's true. Oh, yes. oh God. Oh, God. There's so much to talk about. Um, 
I'll have to rattle through some shit. But yes, um, Bemba, his, uh, he went on one incredible run. Yeah, I mean, was, yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Um, yeah, Northampton, I mean, they're a League Two side, but it was nice to see us get some goals and an amazing performance from Tovan. Mm. Yeah, we've got someone who can deliver a ball. There was yeah. something in the, the local paper this weekend saying that he, uh, he takes a leaf out of um, Johnny Wilkinson and David Beckham's book oh, oh, where, he just, where he just stays on the training ground and keeps keeps hitting free kicks until he gets a perfect one. And fine. I, I, find, I, I like Johnny. I find like, I mean, like, that's, that's a very uh, paper oh, story. Yeah. It's like, basically, it's like... You would hope that at most clubs there's a player who practices free kicks a lot <laughs> and they're like, he's like Johnny Wilkinson. But who would that have been for us for the last three seasons? Well, yeah, that, maybe that's the, Mike that's Williamson. Him. He just keeps standing at that back post. I think maybe Mike he, Williamson is kept tethered in the box till Tobin's <laughs> finished. And then maybe, they can both go home. Maybe Mike Williamson is uh, an incredible free tick kick taker and he's just never had the chance well Mike Williamson got on the end of one he did get he scored a goal and I noticed he he ran around the back of the goal and he it looked like he thought about celebrating with the fans and then went no all you pricks hate me (laughs) and then went (laughs) I wonder if it was that or he was just worried about getting abuse either way I don't think he would have got abuse but I think mate I wondered whether he he was he felt some resentment I don't know it would be hard to blame him. I mean, we've been very critical of him, but the thing you have to remember and is right, we've been so. critical of him rightly. Yeah. Like, rightly mm. so. But, you know, in the moment. Who knows? But, yeah, nice to see us get some goals. Yeah. Um, so the transfer window is closed as of about an hour ago from now. Not from when you're listening to this. You're probably all listening <laughs> to this with your traditional deadline day feasts. Yeah. Right, deadline day is bollocks, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's getting worse. I'm really. It would be funny if, like, in ten years' time, Sky Sports News is still trying to make a massive deal out of it, even though it's still like. Because most deadline days these days are like pass without much incident. Yeah, it's really. Nothing. I mean, you look at like um, who the, the the teams that bought the most players were West Ham and Watford, I think. And they'd be buying players all the time anyway because the the pawn barons don't know what they're doing, and <laughs> right. the the guys guys who own Watford are just playing football manager and just yeah, yeah. You know, just buy everybody. But you look at like Arsenal and Spurs and and ourselves. We yes, we, there's weaknesses in our squad that we can see, but we're not going to do the deal on deadline day because there's just an air of desperation. Spurs tried as hard as they could. <laughs> Who are they trying to get? Berahino. They put three bids in and then went in with a fourth at the last minute and couldn't the, get him. There was Man also... U did a, a very good jingle all the way job of trying to buy the last <laughs> toy in the shop. Um, and there was talk of um, Spurs making a £15 million bid on Perez. Did you hear about that? that I heard about it. Bollocks. bollocks. You, think, you think that the whole thing is Well, it was, it was laughed off by the club. Like, that, that there'd been a bid at all was laughed off. It's okay. just paper bullshit. Do you think that 15 million, I mean, would have been a crazy... I don't think we would have sold for anything less than crazy money. And I don't yeah. think... I think 15 million is not crazy enough for us I to sell. I think it certainly would have made the fans really annoyed. But, yeah, and I'm don't, I don't think we. I would have been disappointed if we were sold. But we bought him for two million, and he's not in the starting eleven. I wonder whether had, and we don't know whether it did. But had that bid come in hmm. a year ago, under exactly the same circumstances, oh, oh yeah, would absolutely, we have sold? yeah, yeah. But these, these days, I don't think we like to sell someone like Perez. He would have to have a, a good season and f- us to sell him for like 20 million. Mm. I, I just can't see that 15 million is not going to. It doesn't blow Ashley and Charnley's skirt up enough to, 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 to warrant the sale. But like, yeah. Good if, phrasing. If, if yeah. there was, you know, if there was a, a, a stupid bid in for someone, if there was like Andy Carroll money or, or you know, Kabai money or something like that and Perez was looking to go, then yeah, we'd take the money. Yeah, sure. But I do think as well, this is the first transfer window where we've not, or certainly I've not worried about who we're going to sell. Yeah. It's, we feel kind of protected. Yeah, disappointed. Possibly falsely, but... Disappointed not to get Charlie Austin? No. 
I wasn't, oh, and I wasn't bothered about it until Saturday when Mitrovic went off. I sort of thought. But that's just looking at the most recent. Like everyone, I think. No, but like just his whole performance. I just I wonder how much he's going to play for us. I think that's just as soon as Mitrovic was sent off, every Newcastle fan in their head was like, he's only going to pay like half to two thirds of the games this season. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's okay, just we'll see. It would have been panicking because of the timing of a red card. And yeah, spending fifteen million on a player who's got one year left in his contract. Supposedly we were on the hunt for Austin all summer. I'm assuming the idea was if we bought him, we probably would have sold. I don't think we'd have gone over nine million for Austin. Well, you, you look at he's he's going to play in the the championship, score a hat full of goals, and then he's probably going to leave if he doesn't leave in January for a knockdown price. He'll he'll leave in. In uh, in the summer for nothing, and that's the summer where it's um, the Euros. Yeah. So he has to play. So if he if he looks at teams like um, I don't know if if Man U had come in for him with or maybe Man U's a bad example, but if like City had come in for him with a fifteen million pound bid, he'd probably turn it down because he's not going to get games, and that means he's not going to get into the England squad. I don't know about that. I don't know. I, mean, I think that would I could see the logic behind that, but no one seems to turn City down. No. I think in the January window what will happen whichever team is underperforming the most will come in for Austin whoever needs the goals the most yeah maybe and, and he'll go because it'll be Premier League football um, so now that everyone is in and everyone is out yeah shake it all about um, just to mention today Kemen went Jonas has got a club Deportivo congratulations yeah. Jonas is that where I know I you're a long time listener First time caller. Go on. Is Isn't he Neville Valencia? Uh, I think it is Valencia. Yeah. Because he, um, he replaced Cathro. Uh, I thought Phil Neville was with David Moyes. No. Spiritually, okay. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, what's, the, what's the first 11 now? Assuming every, non, everyone's fit and not suspended. Paul, go. In goal. I think the back five picks itself. Right, okay, so just to, to so, run through that, we're looking at... Darlow in goal. Krull, <laughs> <laughs> okay. cool, who, again, had an amazing game at the weekend and looked oh, to be did, back did, didn't he? Himself. Yeah, that's yeah. good to see him back. His kicking's still dog shit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, right back, Dali and Matt. I think centre-back pairing, Colacini and Bemba. Yeah. Taylor looks like a good third choice, though. Yeah. And then we've still not seen LaSalle. So and and then Haidara left back, which looks like There's a bit no of a elite weakness, but that's what we've got. And you're agreed yeah. on that, Dave? Absolutely. Okay. So uh, and now it gets interesting, Paul. Well, I think assuming it'll be four-two-three-one, sort of how we play. Yeah. Colback and yeah. Anita feel like the, I think Tiote looks spent. To be honest, I think if we could have got any money for Tiote, we would have sold him this window. I'm a bit disappointed so far by Colbeck and Anita, though. I, I think I, I think, think Anita looks that, steady. I yeah. think also you, you've got to remember that we haven't seen a lot of the ball, and when we do face so teams, I feel like that's partly their responsibility. And well, I know, I know, yeah, they're not as technically gifted as Arsenal, and there's not a lot you can do about that. But I, I, like I said, it, even if we'd come up against, um, like instead of coming up against Chelsea instead of Arsenal we would have seen more of the ball I think if we'd come up against mid-table sides like Stoke instead of Swansea we would have seen more of the ball when you see Colbeck and Anita having more time and players like Vinaldum and Sissoko and Tovan and whomever else we're playing have more like space to move into and having the the, 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 the freedom to, to make the runs and stuff like that we'll see more from them but I agree I would have loved to see like a higher standard of Colback and Anita. Okay, so um, Colback and Anita. So so far, so agreed with McLaren. Yeah, and and then let's uh, agree with uh, let's go with his formation. And so there's, then there's another three. Mm-hmm. Who's in that three? This is where it gets. Well, you're choosing from. I think there's four very strong. Candidates. Well, Aaron's as well. Let's let's go for the candidates. Tovan, Aaron's, Wijnaldum, De Jong, Perez, Sissoko, Perez, Perez. Oh, Perez as well. So Obertan. He's not as strong. Well, good. Meaning he's actually. Obertan, Gufran, Marvo, or 
They're there. Yeah. All right. So did we not get rid of Gufran today? Nope. Nope. Apparently we were trying to sell him four to million, everyone, right? but we were also trying to sell Williamson to Brighton or Brentford. Okay. He didn't go either. That's because he so yeah. So we've got, got a like fear of teams that begin with Bra. <laughs> um, okay. So. There's like six that right. you can pick. There's six, there's six that you need to fit into three positions. Yeah. Okay. So I would also say there's an option of Wijnaldum replacing either Colback or Anita to free up one of those. I'd like to see that. There's also that you could put Sissoko in that, yeah. that role and there's Teote that can play that. Right. We'll make a decision for the purposes of this bit of fun, Paul. On the left... I think Tovan. Okay. Although I think Aaron's is very good to have in reserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the right, we've not. I'd say we've not really got a specialist right winger, but Sissoko does a different role there that he's very good at most of the time. And then Wijnaldum looks. Wijnaldum and De Jong, I think, are two of our most promising players. It's a shame. They're going for the same role. Yeah. And then your striker is? Mitrovic. Okay. Dave? Uh, I think I agree with that. I'd probably... I'd be tempted to put... Well, that's, I think that's a, a big problem. I'd be tempted to put um, Tovan on the right with him cutting in mm. and using his wrong foot to shoot. But I agree that if we are playing Mitrovic... When you say what you mean is his left foot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just like feel a, like yeah, I, I, I want to, on behalf of listeners who are going, I think he used the wrong sentence that I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, good that go you on. hold our listeners in such high regard. That yeah, you why do you that, that weird accent? That's, that's more insulting. If if I apologise, I'm very tired. Dave, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, Yeah, maybe put Tovan on the right, but yeah, if, if Tovan's starting on the left and Sissoko's starting on the right, which I agree is probably our strongest two players, um, and then putting uh, uh, Mitrovic up front, yeah. And again, I agree, it's it's De Jong and Wijnaldum in the centre. But I like the fact that we could mix it up a little and maybe have, um, instead of having someone central, like uh, instead of having Wijnaldum central, we could play him on the left or on the right yeah. and get, or play him alongside Kolbak or Anita and play with uh, Perez and Mitrovic as a almost like a 4-4-2. Yeah. Um, but with just... Uh, one of the players playing more well, hopefully like we'll get to see Perez a bit more and you're yeah. hearing that De Jong can play as a striker De Jong um, scored uh, against Northampton he, he does for the little amount that he plays mm. I mean I don't know how many goals he's got for us it's probably like three or something but, but if you count pre-season it's quite a few he doesn't seem to he's a clever footballer he really is I just I, I tell you who he, he do you think he's clever lot. enough to understand your chart at first look yeah okay I think you two are just Idiots. I think okay. that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe that's the case. So yeah. very, look, if we post that chart later, <laughs> you'll see how tough Idiots with a lot of GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that um, up front we've got a decent variety of options as well, because while Mitrovic is a bit more um, physical, uh, Perez is Correct. more slight, and, uh, but actually holds the ball up really well for, for someone who's so diminutive. And then Cissé is just that ethereal... Non-corporeal gold machine <laughs> that, that everybody seems to love. He's a poacher, really. Isn't yeah, he? he's a poacher. Mitrovic links up play better than anyone we've had for so long. Yeah, so it's a shame he'll be out. But Mitrovic, the idea of Mitrovic links up play. Well, no, I think even there, were, there we... were moments in the Man United game, obviously. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah, he's not had that many minutes. Well, that's yeah. I'm not. I don't. I haven't got it in for Mitrovic, but this, I just feel like. You're not we're right putting stuff yet. on him that we actually haven't seen. We're, we're, it's so we've hoped. seen snippets, of, but I think s- when you see a player doing things, it's like Tovan after the Northampton game. Yeah, it's seeing someone who can deliver a ball. That we've, it's something we've not had for a while. Yeah, so you do you can spot, you do pin hopes on it, but then I won't begrudge you that. Yeah, you I won't. You've had a difficult year, Paul. I've had I won't. A very I won't begrudge. <laughs> I've not you had that. a difficult year. <laughs> But you can see in Tovan's uh, his movement. Uh, the first, first, his first touch, he put Luke Shaw on his ass. Like yeah. he, he is, the, you can see the quality there, and you can see the, the instantly you can see the difference between someone like him and someone like Gufran. We, we have a stronger first team than yeah. we had previous seasons, and we now have a stronger bench than we've had in previous seasons. Yeah, that last That's conversation about who gets into our midfield, we couldn't have had that. No. 
It wouldn't have been a tough choice for the last <laughs> two, three seasons. Although, like, Anita wouldn't have no? got into... If we had this conversation most of the time in the last two or but three years, Cioté Anita wouldn't have got into the first the 11. Reverse of that, I think. Okay, yeah. I'm still holding out hope that Teote can regain some of his, his form because uh, McLaren's Teote was the one we bought from FC20 so I'm hoping McLaren's F- uh, McLaren's Teote is the one we rediscover form is temporary and knack for getting yellow cards is permanent <laughs> <laughs> but um, we do seem to have a coaching setup that can yeah. improve players yeah you reckon yeah I think so hopefully yeah that we've got some exciting coaches and the good thing is we've got like Chef Wed in the cop Oh, of course, yeah. Um, in, in the next round of the COP. Which stands for Sheffield Wednesday to our newer foreign listeners. Sorry. And I think that's still another opportunity for us to play like a a, um, a rotated side. Because yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. a weakened side. It's just yeah, we can I think give we're capable Perez of that. A, yeah. Well, that's the point when we're talking about that uh, front six, seven. Mm. Well, no, front three, four. There are six or seven options who uh, deserve some minutes. Yeah. So, um, and I think that McLaren's more likely than Pardew to to rotate the squad yeah. and keep people happy because I think Pardew very much had his favourites and wouldn't. But hang on, didn't we um, always have a go at Pardew for fielding under strength? So oh, in the no, cups, no, I mean yeah. in the in the in the league, just he's more league likely to, to to rotate. But in the cups, we would feel such a weekend. It yeah. would be suddenly like Remy Street and Remy yeah. Street would be getting games. James, long Cabin, live yeah. Remy. <laughs> not going to happen. For God, can we not sign him again? No. Um, so yeah, I wanted to go just because I've just thought of it um, back to not Mitrovic specifically but we are way ahead in the last year in uh, in red cards yeah in the Premier nine in the last there was something red. on uh, was it on goals on Sunday or something we've got since the start of 2013 I think we've got 15 yeah that's and it the 15. nearest in second half 10 yeah, yeah. I Weird. would say that um, that's under Pardew, Carver, and now McLaren. We've got two in okay. four. But I'm not necessarily yeah. blaming. But the, yeah, I yeah, think, I don't think. Yeah, there's I, I no, think it's just a. We're not. We're not a dirty side. I know the last game doesn't bear that out. I don't think. Oh, we're, I agree. I agree. I, and I think McLaren will. It'll take a while for us to get away from that that ratio. I don't think yeah. we're a dirty side. But like on the one hand, you say yeah, um, a lot of them were under Pardew and Carver, but it doesn't look like things are changing judging on the start of this season but I agree that we're not a dirty side but we are over the course of that period of time the a brainless side in, yeah, in yes uh, sometimes but I think a lot of like sure passion from John Carver and yeah but he wasn't got, I think he a wasn't lot there it, shouting at to Jan Matt what this time uh, round? No, no. And, but this time, like, I, mean, I think a lot of those cards have come from the circumstances off the pitch yeah of just seeing that no one else is going to come in to improve the squad and it's players realising they were stuck at a club that was going nowhere like Jan Mats and just being frustrated Jan Mats this season was just mad but like if you look at Williamson and Jan Mats in the Leicester game last season it was just when the club was going nowhere we put Carver in mm. and we were getting outplayed by teams every week same with it's the just show it's just frustration yeah. I, think, I, think that, I think once we I mean even in these games where we we've got two points from four games. We've we haven't won in twice the Premier League twice as good as last season. Twice as good as last season. Um, we haven't won outside the League Cup against a, a lower league side. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of the ball. We've only we've only had two red cards. I think that's progress. Hopefully. Yeah, things are about to change. Um, there's something I want to run by you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean listeners. Um, we've signed up with Labrooks to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them for you. And as I always say, when I say we, I'm, I wasn't involved in it. But follow the links on this show's description and our Facebook page and Twitter feed and our mini pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive odds for you. Uh, there's a free bet of up to £50 for you when you click on the link and enter the code. It's got hashtag code here. When you enter the code LAD50. And I'm hoping that that LAD is 
um, just short for Ladbrokes as opposed to like, it's for lads. Um, but you know, do that. So, breakdown. Um, <laughs> so, uh, predictions. I'm looking at our predictions for the last couple of games. Uh, for Northampton, Paul, you predicted 3 0. I predicted 3 1. Dave, you predicted 4 1. Thank you very much. Which, in, I mean. Thank you. In Thank my you time much. of doing this podcast, which I think in about three or four years, in my memory, that's the first time anyone has ever predicted a result correctly. <laughs> I mean, it can't be, but I, I never remember anyone predicting a result correctly. So, well, I, I got the right margin. Well done, yeah. Dave. Certainly yeah, not the. Get, I think that was. Yeah. Um, I mean, people have predicted 1 0s yeah. and stuff before. But I've got one. You've got to be pleased. Paul, I think you should give him a congratulatory blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold oh, on, listeners. This again. <laughs> right. This is going to get toothy. <laughs> I'll, I'll put them back in your well, mouth at least. Well, that's the, that's the title for the pod anyway. This is going <laughs> to get toothy. Right. So, uh, Arsenal game. Paul, you predicted that we would lose 2 0. Dave, you predicted nil-nil, and I went back to my old ways and predicted 1-1. None of us got, us got it right, but Paul, you got closest. Well done. Dave, return the favour. <laughs> um, this is going to get gummy. <laughs> um, right, podcast. No, predictions. <laughs> doesn't mean Just remembering what I'm doing. Predictions um, for... Well, there's nothing to predict, is there? Let's the not predict, because it's the international break. So I will predict not bother underwhelming predict. and unwelcome. Well yeah. done. Okay. Well, that brings the, uh, the natter to an end. Um, enjoy your international break. You twats. You twats. <laughs> Good luck with your international football, guys. And um, I, I'm pretty certain that I really will be off. For uh, a, a oh, few weeks, there's no yeah. podcast next week as well. There's no podcast break. next week, but um, in two weeks' time there will be a podcast, and I'm pretty sure I won't be there. So, quick run and tell all um, Natua followers who've told you that they stopped listening to the podcast because they didn't like me. There will be uh, a brief respite um, coming up, and uh, one of these guys, these guys are going to battle it out. Based it's going to be Dave. Based yeah. on the strength of their blowjob technique to, to work out who hosts. My tip um, work just isn't good enough to win. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Fergus, which is me. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.